And I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. And that's all there is to it. Just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with a suitcase. All right, we're back. In studio, Tuesday night. Means it's time for the It's Just Money podcast presented by Two Brothers North. That is the premier guiding and clothing company for the duck hunter on the Missouri River. <sighs> the time has come where we have to... Uh, Face our fears and admit to you guys that we got our ass whooped this weekend. 3-11 and 11 as a podcast. We love the board this weekend. I don't get it. 3-11 and 11 as a podcast. It's tough, but we've given you enough winners that it should outweigh our one shitty week because we're back and we're going to pick some winners for you this week. What's going on? Two bad beats. Bad beat in Cincinnati and a bad beat in Boise State. And that takes you from being plus money to way down very fast. So... Not anything I can continue to harp on and be mad at because it is Tuesday now, so it's time to reset, but holy shit, man. Well, I mean, I'm not going to really beat us up too much because, I mean, we're not we're not experts by any means, but I did go back and, like, I re-listened to, like, expert podcasts that I listened to, and really, everybody lost this week, and, yeah, like JP said, that Cincinnati bet was one of the worst bad beats I've ever seen. Fuck you, Cincinnati. That Men- was... The most frustrating thing. How do you how do you coach a guy to go down on the half yard line, right? To score, and then two plays, the next three plays, scratch that, three plays. You're trying to score. You don't get in on a dive, a dive, and then you fourth goal. You're still trying to score to put the game away. Snap goes over his head, falls on it, game over. How does that? Like I don't understand that. That became a moment where I started cheering for UCF in that moment to somehow miraculously win on that hail mary chance. Just for giving UCF a chance there, not scoring. Fuck you, Cincinnati. That was the worst beat of the week. I well, I wouldn't say. I don't know if worst beat of the. I don't know if you call this a bad beat or just a bad pick in general. But I know the experts were high on it. America was high on it. How about that over in the Liberty NC State game? Sixty-six. Everybody thought that was a lock. I myself included. I took it later that day. We lost that too as a podcast. That wasn't even make the field goal. Get it in the air. Well, even the the over under that didn't even make halfway to sixty six. That was that was bizarre. Just kind of one of those weird weekends. That was we're so those... back. We're gonna be so back. We're so, oh, we're so so back. back. That was one of those games where I watched it and I just sat there still thinking about Cincinnati diving at the one yard line. Like I was beat that day when that motherfucker dove down at the one yard line. I was beat. I didn't want to be there anymore. Liberty almost pulled it off for us though. Uh, Get the fucking kick in the air. But awesome. also, Wisconsin. Yeah, show up to play football, Wisconsin, please. Show up to play football. Why That's are we laying eggs like that? It's embarrassing. Everyone thought that was another... I mean, you wonder why Iowa included. fans hate Wisconsin? That's a reason right there. It just adds to the list. <laughs> That's a, that's a That one hurts to end the lock of the week streak. That was... They didn't even show up. I don't even... I, how they do you never had that? a chance. They never had a chance. Are we honestly. respecting Northwestern? Are we, yes. We're respecting Northwestern, but Wisconsin still could have showed up and scored some fucking points. Another fucking game where Northwestern doesn't give up a second half point. Another one of them. That team's for real. They are good. Cincinnati also for real, but also put the fucking ball in the end zone and win by a lot of points because you're Cincinnati and you're going to be in the bubble if you go undefeated. Okay. Let's put we last week behind us. We're going to dive into college football for this week. A couple different topics we're going to go over today. Let's start Friday at 11 a.m. Iowa State takes on Texas primetime game, Black Friday. 
Uh, Iowa State rolls in this one 6-2, Texas 5-2, two, two pretty good teams. Iowa State's plus one right now. It's a bit of a pick em. and by bit I mean it is. Uh, minus 105 on the money line, Texas minus 115. The over-under is set at 56 and a half. What happened, Shaper? I was, yeah, are you referring to me for What happened, Shaper? You're going first. This, America... Rain expected. Rain expected I, in Texas. I can't Wait, tell. Are we getting a betting preview or a fan I'm preview? Just, I'm just... No, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to... I'm not betting it. God, no, I'm not betting this game. I, the Iowa State wins this. This is our biggest win on our program history. Games like this, we tend to not show up, but this team is different. I will say that. We're 100% different. And to be honest with you... Talent-wise, head-to-head, we're better than Texas. That There's no question about that. The Austin, playing in Austin factor comes to play. That is a huge factor. Iowa State is big. They're physical this time around, unlike other games in November in previous years. I like the Cyclones. I think they're the better team, but who knows? I, I really don't know. I won't be surprised. Either, either opportunity, either prediction – would not surprise me. A key part to this game for me is going to be Brock Purdy not turning the ball yes. over. If he doesn't, I think Iowa State wins this game by 7, maybe 10. Uh, I think they're the better team in this situation. I like the clones here uh, outright at minus 105 to win the game against Texas. JP. Here it is for me. State hasn't won in Austin since 10. They're one in their last four. Only one of them is really close, and that was the game they won. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean the game, the last game. This is a similar situation. Last time we played them, I mean, it was a ten point game, but you're right, it really wasn't that. Like close. games are close, but they don't feel close. Yeah. Like that, the win Iowa State had was the closest game in that span, and that was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, can the defense show up and slow down Ellinger? Is what's going to come down to because I don't think Matt Campbell is going to give Brock Purdy the leeway to try to make a play in this game. I think he's going to lean on what's been working, and that's been Brees Hall, and. I, it, you're sorry. You he may well. He may he may give him a little more leeway, but it's not going to be like, "Hey, Brock, time to make a play." You're going to throw the ball 35 times this week. I think it's going to be in pissing rain. Remind 25. Big deal. 25 tops. Brees yeah. is going to carry the load, try to control the ball. I think that Iowa State's overall more talented, but I mean, I've, as he's shown this year, Sam Ellinger is definitely more talented and capable enough to win games himself mm-hmm. if he has to. So that is concerning to me. I'm. I mean, I. I Gives me goosebumps thinking about. It. I'm excited for it. I hope. I hope everybody wins uh, that picks Iowa yeah. State. I hope we all win. Yeah. It's just. It's going to come down to the passing attack for Texas. Um, like Shave said, Sam Ellinger could win a game by himself, and he has had to do that this year, mm-hmm. and he's done it already. Um, but can Texas slow down Brees Hall in the rushing attack on the other side? You saw Purdy had quite a week last week on the ground too, mm-hmm. and you don't really. Not many people respect him as a runner. Um, I think it's going to be ball control, Iowa State, and I think that's what they're going to try to go after. If they get into a shootout with this team, they're going to lose, and they're going to lose by a lot. If they start rushing things and um, trying to play outside themselves, it won't be good for Iowa State, especially away from home. And I get there'll probably be a decent amount of people down there in Austin, I assume. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, sure exactly. Yeah, they, they let a lot. Of, they let a decent amount in. It'll affect it's it's a game games. that is going to get one of these two teams into the Big 12 championship. You have your quote-unquote blue blood. I, I hate the blue blood, like, term. It's just a piece of shit term. We'll get into that some other time. And you have your rising newcomer, Matt Campbell, in Iowa State. I just think the Cyclones are way too hungry to throw an egg up. Now, if they get beat in a close game and don't throw an egg up, that's one thing. Yeah. But if they go down and throw an egg, it's a lot of respect being lost for that team. A lot of people say, yeah. 
Maybe they're a little overrated or a little overhyped, but are they, though? Because they got pieces on every side of the ball to do so. So I'm going to take Iowa State in this one. I'm just going to go money line. I don't care about the spread. It's going to be way too low to even worry about that. Also, big game for Brees Hall in his Heisman campaign if he has a big Third one. Third place right now. Yeah, it could be, could be the difference. Uh, one sec. I, I know we didn't go over this before, but, fellas, can I cut the chin- tension with a knife? Are we going to talk about it for two minutes here? A uh, little bit of Nebraska, Iowa, Black Friday. We're going to talk about it? There's nothing to talk about. No, if I were you, I'd pick uh, Iowa because Nebraska is just not a good football program. We haven't been for a while now. Everybody knows that. No reason to pick Nebraska. Nothing's leaning you that way. We got schwacked by Illinois. Illinois sucks. We suck. Let's move on. Oh, I'm glad. No, great. great well, how answer. about the fact that Iowa's found an identity? Like, it's about time. I feel like with Brian Ferentz, we've had this thing where, like, oh, Casino Kirk, New Kirk. Well, is it really Kirk or is it his son finally opening up and catching everybody by surprise for half a year? And then everybody figures out that they're trying to open up and then he loses what Iowa really is and what they build for. And I'm not like I'm I'm happy with how we're playing. I'm ecstatic with the defense, by the Here, way. Here's we're gonna I'm give saying. somebody respect that Iowa defense is Iowa has been piss pounding bad teams the last three games. Take the Hawks. I like Iowa. No offense, Parks. I like them. No, Nebraska's a bad team. Uh, they're a bad team. I like Iowa. Iowa State. Or, uh, I'm Iowa. a realist. I'm not, I'm not here to flaunt roses in all your Husker fans' asses. We're bad. If you don't know that by now, listen. it's going to be a rude awakening. <laughs> Did you listen to that guy on one of the, in Omaha like uh, sports radio, and he called in, and he's just reaming everybody that's a Nebraska fan yeah. that keeps thinking everything's fine and the pastures are green right now. And, like, like, they're just like sitting in this bowl of like, everything's going to be fine. Well, you got to realize where you are, and they're measuring themselves up to a Ohio State when they're not right now. Like Illinois, you getting drubbed by Illinois should tell you a lot of things about where you are, and that's not saying it can't come up, but you got to know where you are now to come I just, up. I, I think you're going to see a lot. I, I think you're going to see a lot of Adrian Martinez. However, this week they had a good drive really? last week when they brought him in, three for four, forty-three yards and a touchdown. Well, Adrian Martinez has given Iowa problems of two or three years. I do not think this game is going to be a blowout. I will say that I it'll never be a blowout in the. Simple form that is a rivalry game against two teams who don't like each other at all. Two fan bases who don't like each other. The one time there was a blowout, it was a weird year where one team was seven and five and the other team was six and whatever. You know, like six and six. Like it was just five an off six, year. Yes. Yeah, and so this is going to be a close game. Obviously, Vegas is going to put high odds on Iowa just because of how the last couple weeks have gone. As but I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't bet this game. <laughs> I mean, no, especially not. if I was outside looking in. Fuck no. If I'm <laughs> even on the inside betting my own team, not a shot. But, like, I think Iowa just runs the ball, controls the clock, plays great defense for the fourth week in a row. Actually, the defense has been great all year. The offense is what's been struggling. You got a two-headed monster in Makai Sargent and um, Tyler Goodson. And then you have Petrus, if he doesn't, if he just literally stands back there and makes the four or five-yard throws, they'll win and they'll be fine. That's all he has to do this year. I would love if Petrus throw those high balls and threw like three or four picks. That would be ideal in our case. That would keep us in the game. Um, but I don't think it will happen. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to sit back, eat Thanksgiving leftovers, and watch Nebraska probably get beat again. Okay, let's go. Let's see in the Big Ten actually now. Northwestern at Michigan State. Northwestern 5-0. and We just touched on them earlier. 4-0 and 1 against the spread. Michigan State is 1-3. Also 1-3 against the spread. Rocky Lombardi is still the worst quarterback in the Big Ten. This game is 13.5 in favor of the Wildcats. Over-under is only 41.5. And Michigan State is plus 400 on the money line. 
I think I that like 41 that. and a half <laughs> is simply telling me that Northwestern will get 24 to 31 just because Michigan State's that bad, and Michigan State won't score. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the whole thing. Like a 24 to 0, 31 to 0 thing is very possible this week. And um, looking back at Michigan State's past games, uh, they didn't give up a point against Indiana in the second half. Still got beat by 24. Bolt, right, bolt race by the Hawks. And then they had Michigan the week before that. Where it's like then throw that game out the window. That game doesn't matter. Michigan like, sucks. Michigan State sucks. Yeah, and that should, and they had, if they had had McNamara, it'd been a different story for Michigan. I yes. Think. Yeah. And then, but there's a little connection, like a spider web going on here. You have Michigan State beats Michigan. Michigan gets boat raced by Wisconsin. Fuck Wisconsin. Northwestern hosts Wisconsin. Michigan State boat raced by Iowa. No, Michigan got boat raced by Wisconsin. Oh, you're talking about Michigan. Yeah, yeah Michigan sorry. got boat raced by Wisconsin. Both of those things happened. We're both yeah. right. Wisconsin <laughs> comes into Evanston and throws up an egg on a team that just. Absolutely pounded them in every facet of the game. Like, there's a spider web there, and that should tell you that Michigan State. It's I, I don't know. I, I mean, don't want to score more than ten points. I don't want to go into in depth about Michigan State because I think they're bad. Let's talk about Northwestern a little bit because I, I deserve that. They deserve my respect after I shit on them last week completely. They do they have the best defense in the Big Ten? I don't know. There's a lot of good defense. I, in I the think Big they Ten do. Right I mean, now. it's either Northwestern or Iowa. I think. Ohio State's defense isn't as good as people think. Uh, They just can put up points on the offensive side of the ball. Iowa's defense is up there. Northwestern's defense is up there. Patty Fisher in his, what feels like the eighth year for the Wildcats, that old fucker's been all over the place for them. Um, Northwestern's defense is for real. They they are 8-0 against Michigan State, against spread. Uh, just a little. Buddies are knocking on the top. Thirteen and a half. Football. Not enough. Yeah. Not well, enough. Well, they're only giving up thirteen points. The a problem game. is they don't score. Their offense is so bad. Like they, they they key on getting turnovers and just a field position battle to the death. Like they're gonna punt, 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 and then they're gonna end up starting to drive on their forty-five or fifty, get two or three plays, kick a field goal, or get one big play within that drive, put up seven, and then they're gonna start. The scariest thing away. about this game is it could actually end thirteen and nothing Northwestern. Yeah. Absolutely. So that half a point is huge because I can honestly see that happening. Um, I'm going to take Northwestern here. I think if they score two mm-hmm. touchdowns, they'll cover this easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a weird line. And, God, why does their offense – both of these offenses are terrible. Yeah, I mean, I just – I have no faith in Michigan State. I have faith in Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern, and I don't think they'll have a rollover game at all in this situation, especially with your college football playoff rankings coming out and they're knocking on the door of the top ten. I think it's a big deal for them. They're not going to have a little sleep over here. All right, jumping to something different. A little Sunbelt action. We have to talk about it. It was the only positive I had last week. My boys over at Coastal Carolina. positive? You were talking about oh, the, it's highest so positive. High, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows for Parks. I can't believe they covered that game. That was... I called it. I told <laughs> you. Pick six right here on this drive. Coastal Carolina, they can cover like a motherfucker. 6-1-1 one one against the spread. 8-0 as a team. They're playing at Texas State this week, and they are 17-point favorites. The over-under is set at 58-and-a-half, and and Texas State is plus 525 on the money line. However, Texas State is 7-and-4 against the spread. Uh, They cover pretty well to themselves. It's going to piss rain in Texas this weekend, also during this game. Uh, C.J. Maribel has to have a big week, but I'm still riding with the shots. Can you believe Texas State won last week? Yeah, so I was going to say that. I had Arkansas State in the freaking money line in a parlay last week i texas state vegas really hates texas state for some reason and that's why they cover they give them such big spreads they're a terrible football team who, other than last week and one other prior week they can't win football games but they keep it relatively close and if you say it rains 
maybe. Look, I'm not betting against Coastal. I'm not going to bet this game. Don't be surprised if Texas State covers this week, though. It's a weird week. They Coastal just came off the biggest win, probably arguably, of their Division One FBS history. Uh, they're not expecting Texas State to show out. They keep it kind of close. They pull away and win by ten. This is just a weird game for me. Yeah, Texas State keeps Texas State. Close. Yeah, I don't they know. Do. They've lost. See, games. but that's the problem is you're going to have Texas State leading by ten with a minute, and then you're going to pick six. And my boys are taking to the house. <laughs> but they've lost a game by two. Okay, by ten twice, a couple three pointer, three point losses, and a two point loss. Like they have. Yeah, they keep everything close. Three points at Boston College. Three or seven at um, SMU. And then App State by 21, which um, Coastal just played last week. Georgia Southern beat them by two. I mean, there's a lot of close games in here. You can see why I'm riding with my boys. I'm riding with my boys. I'm riding with my boys. Set out the facts before me, and I won't change my mind. (laughs) Cheers to that. Yeah, I will not end up uh, betting this game at all. Okay, I'm I'm taking Coastal. I have to. They're my guys. Also, let's touch on it really quick. I know we had a problem with it last week. C.J. Maribel has to get going on the ground. First of all, you have to hand him the fucking ball. They didn't do that a lot last week. App State's defense, much better in Texas State, obviously. Um, but it, with the rain going on, I think they have to do this. This is a key part to them winning this game by 20 points. So let's do that. The guy just didn't get touches last week. And it no. was like, as somebody who just has watched him play a lot, you kind of understand what they try to do. And they like it felt like they just went away from him. Um, and it just didn't go that way all night until the end of the game where he started giving him touches outside and um, swing passes and things out in the flats to get him going. But you weren't getting that kid out of the backfield being explosive. McCall, like McCall's a good game manager, and I feel like they definitely tried to make him more than that last week, and that's that's why they damn near almost lost. But, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a good team, though. Absolutely fucking App State's good. Not good against the spread. No, but they're <laughs> jumping <laughs> over to the SEC. Let's go to Kentucky at Florida. Kentucky is only three and five. Florida six and one with the top running Heisman candidate in their backfield. Uh, four and three against the spread. Florida is and three and five on the other side for Kentucky. Florida is twenty three point favorites in this game. The over under is sixty and a half. And if you're betting Kentucky's money line, you're betting plus nine fifty. What is the play? I like. Florida in this, and I like him for a couple reasons. Kyle Trask, obviously, probably your Heisman front runner right now. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Um, Florida's defense is something that they need to work on a little bit, but Kentucky's offense is going to completely cancel that out. We'll go back to like the Michigan State Northwestern thing, where like that offense is so bad that they're playing against, they may not even score more than fourteen points. But um, twenty-three and a half is a good number, or twenty-three is a good number because I see Florida putting up forty-nine and. Kentucky is being bloated as they got the best pass defense in the SEC. They just gave up 63 to Alabama a couple weeks ago. And I just – I don't think Kentucky can score enough to keep this game close. I think it could definitely be a 49 to 20 or something like that, a game like that where it's kind of just one-sided the whole time. And you can tell one offense is good and the other one's just getting maybe a garbage time touchdown or a couple things that way. Um, I just – the offense is not the same as it was last year in Lexington. Kentucky's not a good football team. I like the points, and I like to roll with a hot hand in Florida right now. Yeah, I mean, Florida, maybe I'm just living under a rock, but I feel like Florida has came out of nowhere for me, personally. I They're, they're rolling right now. Uh, like JP said, Kyle Trask is the hottest player in the country. As far as Kentucky's concerned, I thought a month ago they were a lot better team than this. Uh, they were sitting at... So two and two, 
with a few games that they could have won here and there with that bad overtime loss to Ole Miss. And ever since then, I mean, ever since their big win against Tennessee, it's just kind of a downhill, just getting beat by Missouri, getting beat by Georgia, scoring three points. I mean, they barely beat a horrible Vanderbilt team. And then last weekend was kind of the nail on the coffin for their season, just getting absolutely killed by Alabama. Who covers again, by the way. Alabama's been on a roll. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, so it's been the tail of the tape. Florida keeps getting hotter and hotter, and they're one of the hottest teams in the country. Whereas Kentucky is blue cold. They're just ice cold. I like your pick, JP. I would take Florida as well. I feel like you have to take Florida here. Um, if they don't give up two shitty touchdowns uh, like they did last week, uh, like first drive against Vanderbilt, they give up that touchdown. If they avoid those, this should be an easy I cover. Think, I think it yeah. will be anyway. I think they got reamed for how they played last week. I think there's no way that you let that team just walking back to the locker room after being Vandy by 21 and you just go, yeah, everything's fine. No, I feel like they got a little bit um, of Dan Mullen straight into them and a lot of yelling and a lot of things fixed throughout the week. Knowing that they're going to have bigger games coming um, with Tennessee and LSU where they're going to have to play um, in order to get into an SEC title game or even have a chance to be that second maybe SEC team in the playoffs. So I think They've got to play better, and I think they know that. So, College football playoff rankings just released. Um, we have talked about Cincinnati and BYU. BYU coming in at 14, a spot below the Iowa State Cyclones. How do we feel about that, Schaefer? Well, you know what I'm going to say. And I'm not not even biased, not even me being an Iowa State fan. I've hashed it on this podcast before. I'm not a BYU fan. I'm not buying into the hype. I apologize, Parks, you're a huge BYU supporter. I get that. First of all, they don't even want to play Washington this week. Well, they were waiting for the college football playoff predictions to, or rankings to come out. Now that they're 15th, they got to schedule. First of all, they got to schedule that game this weekend. Where did they, they think have, they were going to be? They have to play Washington this weekend to support their schedules, their strength and schedule if they even want to make a push at this. Obviously, the college football playoff does not believe that they are worth a shit to make it into the top four either. I think Iowa State's just a – I mean, we got the best running back in the country. We have a very good defense. I don't think Zach Wilson would even see a defense like Iowa State's all year. I mean, yeah, I think easily give me the Cyclones by a touchdown. What about Washington-BYU if they do play? I hope, And I hope they do because I want to see – and I don't think they Washington will. is going to make a big case uh, for BYU's resume. But, I mean, it's still – it's a power five team. It just adds more to the to resume. Win. They got it. And if they come out and kill them, that would even say even more about BYU. I – what do you think that – what are you asking, that line? What do you think it would come out as? Probably 14 in favor of BYU. <sighs> That's a – I would say – I would say 10. 10 would be my guess. Uh, I don't know much about Washington. I think they're all right. They're middle of the pack for the Pac-12. Um, I think it would be a really fun game. I mean, It's just a tough take. After showing that picture of Zach Wilson's like, that anytime, that's so any place. And then the next day they're like, well, we don't really want to play. You had to have, <laughs> like the same day, so like, talks of them playing anybody, anytime, anywhere had already been going on. There's no shot you posted that and then two hours later this news come out. Yeah. Like this, this was already in the works the whole week, yeah. right? Like you don't just call somebody and be like, oh, well, no. Like that same day. I guess when you're fourth in the Heisman, you can out. wear whatever you want. But And also like Pac-12, what do you do? First of all, it just... Off the record, what are they? What are you doing? Coming out with this rule all of a sudden? You can you can schedule any non-conference game you want. When you were the last one, to if, yeah. If it get, if your game gets canceled, go call somebody. What a dumb rule! You should have made this up a long time ago. That's besides the point. Washington. I'm still rooting for this game, though. I hope it happens. Okay, 
Let's jump over to the ACC. Pretty big game this week. Notre Dame at North Carolina. Notre Dame 8-0. North Carolina 6-2. Both teams are 4-4 four four against the spread. Notre Dame are five-point favorites in this one. Uh, the Fighting Irish, the total in this game is 67 and a half. That's a lot of points. That is a lot of points, but I think it's in good measure. Uh, what happens in this game between the Fighting Irish and the Tar Heels? Yeah, I mean, here comes Notre Dame again being challenged by somebody in the ACC. But this line, I think, reflects really well of what um, is possible. And that over-under is what I would was looking at playing at 66.5. It's already going up to 67. It may only go up from there. Um, Notre Dame scores a lot of points. Their defense, who was highly touted and doing all this stuff, has started to give up points more and more. And North Carolina is the king of overs hitting because they're down late by 20 and they put up 30 in the end. And their defense sucks. Yeah, their defense sucks. Their defense is horrible, but they're they put up a lot of late quarter, late game points. Um, like thinking back to the Florida State game, they put up 21 in a row. They had. Um, NC State, they had to put up a ton late, and then they put up a ton late on Wake Forest and um, Boston College as well. So, like, or not Boston College, um, Virginia, and then ended up losing that game. But it's like you're looking at North Carolina and you're looking at Notre Dame. Do you think Notre Dame's defense is good enough to keep them below 30 points? Because I think they are. Like, I don't think North Carolina is as scary as Clemson is on offense. I do as well. I'm definitely taking the Irish in this one. Uh, I'll probably just sit in the spread. I think they cover easily by a touchdown or two. Uh, North Carolina's defense is a big old stinky pussy. Uh, they are just a bad team in general, except for on the offensive side of the ball, they show flashes. If they get into a high-scoring game here, it may be a touchdown, but that still covers in favor of Notre Dame. So I will be rocking with the Fighting Irish. Yeah, I'm looking at the over and under for sure at 67. Well, I yeah, I say, if you want that over to happen... Notre, or you're going to need North Carolina to score 45 points to beat Notre Dame, which would be mm-hmm. an easily easy lot for that yeah. over. I I just think that North Carolina's defense is very bad. Vegas for some reason just loves to bully Notre Dame. I mean, they everybody thought that Boston College was a trap game. I mean, they kind of made it close to the to the spread at the end, but Notre Dame was in very good control of that game. They're playing awesome. Still, lately. it was a trap game. They just handled it really well. Like that's a trap that's spot. What I'm every, Why every did they facet. Make, I mean, a touchdown in to North Carolina. I mean, they're just—they give up thirty points a game. They're Notre Dame's averaging thirty-seven points a game. So, I mean, that just tells you itself. But I think, this is an easy game. Looking back, I think. North Carolina. Who has their offense played to even give them a like? What defense have they played to be like? Oh man, they played a really good defense and put a hung a number up on them. Yeah, I, could you find one? Because I can't. And they like, only scored twenty-eight the, on Florida State. I think this is the first respectable defense that they're going to play. Um, 67 and a half is a lot of points. I don't think you even need to get in the 60s total to win this game if you're Notre Dame. If you get up into the 70s, that's when North Carolina has a chance. So, okay. That wraps up college football. We're going into a topic now that we touched on last week that we are going to dive into. We're just talking about one game because it's the first week. We got to take all the shit in. It's one of the hardest things to bet in the world, and that is college basketball. Uh, Kansas at Gonzaga, obviously, prop game of the week, right? Uh, Gonzaga coming in number one at four and a half point favorites everywhere. You're not going to find an over under or a money line bet for this game. This is in the bubble provided by what team, Schaefer? Uh, it's just in Connecticut. It's I don't I don't know where it's at. It's, uh, thought, it's was at it in the, the casino? Sun. It's at the, uh, the like sun. Mohegan Sun. Okay, so it's at Mohegan Sun Arena. It's a bubble type tournament. Gonzaga, Kansas, obviously a big game. 
what happens in this game, or do we know enough to know? I, I would say no to that point. These are two. These are going to be two of the top teams you're going to see make a run down in Indiana in March. Um, to say who's going to win this game, no idea. What did, what did we say? The line came out at three. Four and a half. That's just a basketball spread. That means it could. That's basically a pick 'em in college football terms. Uh, but Marcus Garrett and Oche Abaje both return for the Jayhawks. Two good players. Fucking nailed that name, by the way. Yeah, I know. Right? I was trying not to, not to really ruin that. But then uh, look at Jalen Suggs for Gonzaga as well. He's going to be one of your top freshmen in the country. He's going to be easily a top 10, maybe top 20 mm-hmm. draft pick next year in the NBA. Two very good teams. He's, I think Kansas is mm, maybe one. Maybe behind Baylor is easily the top two teams in the Big 12. And Gonzaga is the front runner. Uh so, I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be a fun game to watch. Just look out for those two players uh, to make a statement this year. Yeah, I think this game is interesting to me as a basketball fan and as an Iowa fan, too, because you're going to see Gonzaga play Iowa later this year in a top-five matchup. Um, I think it will be very interesting in that fact. Kansas, good as always. Um, Gonzaga, good as always. They did actually just get a transfer this year that was um, eligible to play. So, Andrew... Uh, uh, Nebhard, I don't know how to say is it, afforded transfer, uh, granted um, immediate eligibility for Gonzaga, and I think that'll help them out. I think the Zags are the real deal. I think they're solid. Um, I usually try to just stay on money lines when I'm getting college basketball, but I am very excited for this to get going. However, it does feel weird. Like This type of weird, I don't know about you guys, for me, is like I'm so focused on football. Yeah, and these I can't games get sprinkled in, and I'm like, I got to turn my mind off to one sport and then back onto another, and it's just a lot going on, but... Excited for hoops. I think I think this is a this is a week next week or two. We're gonna really get to know the teams, know what we're gonna see this year, and then we'll start giving you some actual insight on how good mm-hmm. or what the spreads are gonna be this year. Georgetown, thirteen point favorites over UMBC this week. Take that. That's my pick. Other than that, I don't know. <laughs> that so, might be biased. I don't know. That's I biased opinion. I have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen. You have to take in college basketball, especially these early games. See what these teams are about, see how they're playing this year. There's a lot of young teams out there, including Georgetown, so I don't know across the board. Uh, we will take it in, and then we will have better picks for you guys. But let's just throw it out there. If I had to pick, take Gonzaga to yeah, cover. I take like, Gonzaga to win. I like Michigan uh, 14 against Bowling Green, and I like Colorado 14 versus South Dakota. I just think those are two teams that are very good and two teams that are not. And that, like, yeah. that's pretty also, simple for me, Like just looking at it, not very good. I also like Iowa, 25-point favorites over North Carolina Central. That's another bad. But who knows? I mean, you get those games and those big spreads. And, yeah, but, and, but I always I see mean, those playing, big playing scores, It's like 100 to 50. Playing basketball, your first game back for basketball, is, it's always a different feel. It's always kind of weird when you're finally running up and down, going against different It's teams. easy to say when we all suck at basketball, <laughs> but those guys ball. And I these games are, I always see like the 80 to 50 games, easy 30-point wins. North Carolina Central, who the fuck are you? Iowa's supposed to be really good. We'll see if they're as advertised. I see them covering in that one. But like we said, it's week one. We don't know shit. Okay. Pretty much. We forgot one big part. We didn't forget. We were fucking holding out on you. We were seeing if you were staying (laughs) for it. It's time for Jake Schaefer's college football pick lock of the week. No, that's a good thing we left it back here, though. Kept See, I didn't, I didn't know if you guys were going to give this back to me after losing last week. Oh, absolutely. Week. Three Buddy, one, until, great if you lose this week, we'll, we'll discuss. Yeah, right? yeah. You, you just gonna, do your thing and we'll hang all right, back. That's fine. We'll give you another week. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, just haven't done this before in the pod. It's actually one of the games we just discussed. I, give me Notre Dame this week. I think Notre Dame is just absolutely getting disrespected on this line this week. 
they've disappointed me in the past, not covering, but a touchdown against a North Carolina defense that's very, very poor. I think Notre Dame needs to make a statement and their push for the college football playoff. Give me Notre Dame right now. It's at five and a half. I'm hoping I'm going to sit on it. Hopefully we can get it five. Maybe it comes down to four and a half. I don't know. I think what Notre Dame needs to realize is they lose a game in the regular season and they're still out. get it. Like, they're like, out. Yeah, and even because they're not, so they're going to play like every game matters. Like it, yeah, like they have to get into that ACC title game. Still, they lose one game, right? Let's say they are one one loss. Clemson's one loss in the ACC title game. You're only getting one in. Let's say oh, Notre Dame's undefeated. Clemson's one loss. Clemson beats Notre Dame. Now you have a discussion, yeah, yeah. right? How so different like, is that? You got to know that. How different is that Clemson Notre Dame game with Trevor Lawrence? I think it's a big difference, and I think yeah. that for a couple reasons. I think you don't have a experience. Kid, you don't have a kid in DJ who is yeah inexperienced who's DJ's going into a hostile spot. Um, the offense, I mean, they played really well on offense still. They scored a lot of points. See, that's they did a lot of positive nice things. That was positive. Yeah. They scored against a healthy Clemson defense. Yeah, you're right. I think Trevor Lawrence is probably a mm-hmm. two-touchdown difference. Uh, they probably win by seven that he just, game. He will but, throw a better ball and make better decisions. Oh, yeah. He sees I mean, things Trevor DJ Lawrence. doesn't see. Yeah, so like, I think he's been in more of those situations. Yeah. Uh, so if they do get to that point, take Clemson as of now. I'd Trevor like Lawrence back on the field this week, by the way. By the way. Yeah, about time they're getting yeah. on the field. So well, they were back. supposed to last Actually, week. Actually, he's been on the field. Dabble just wearing a mask. Fit. Yeah, that, that little COVID fit, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Different <laughs> topic, though. Okay, we have a special edition NFL parlay brought to you by Schaefer again. We'll see how much of a Schaefer writer you are, so take it away. Well, I mean, we just got to talk about the NFL, especially Thanksgiving week. The NFL. Oh, is... I take the Lions on Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'm taking the Lions. I don't play mind different. that. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm going to stop. Sorry. That. No, you're, you're forgot. NFL games, I usually like to play parlays. Um, I'm not too big into spreads, especially when a week-to-week. Uh, league like the NFL is. Give me the Giants, give me the Dolphins, and give me the Packers in a three-team parlay. It's really small, uh, plus 145, but you're, bet- you're winning more than you're betting. Just something slight that I like to put in there. Uh, take it if you want, but that's what I got. JP, do you have any NFL this week? Yeah, I have a couple things that I'm interested in. I'd like, actually, I don't I don't. I like it. I don't love it. I like Pittsburgh against Baltimore. Baltimore's having reports of a ton of guys going to be out. Um, there's a lot of chance that they whooped on Baltimore the first time. Yeah, too. but there's a lot of guys, there's a chance that a lot of guys are going to be out for Baltimore. They're already dealing with injuries on the defensive line. Uh, I don't mind Pittsburgh this week. That's a good one to look at. Um, I do, however, um, look at um, the Falcons and the Raiders. So the Raiders played really well last Monday night, and they had the Chiefs. Um, gave too much time to Patrick Mahomes. The rest is history. Blah blah blah. But they play at Atlanta. Three-point favorites in Atlanta's – I mean, Atlanta gives everybody problems. I think they're, they're off a gave, ton. Up, yeah. gave up on them. But they gave up all, they gave up all these points late and all that stuff. But I don't – I think Matt Ryan has a chance to kind of get a couple wins under his belt late and win a game against the Raiders in a respectable spot. At the same time, the Raiders need these wins to be in the playoff picture because they're not yeah. going to win the West. they got to get a wild-card slot. So they'll be playing out of their mind too. Sorry, just to go back, I kind of just listed off the teams I was going to pick. Didn't even say who they're playing. Giants are playing the Bengals. Uh, they're kind of depleted without Joe Burrow. I don't see that game being close. The Giants have to win to stay in playoff contention. Dolphins against the Jets. They're playing the Jets. Self-explanatory. Jets, Jets, Jets. And then the Packers. Uh, Sunday night game, as of right now, unless they change it, they're playing the Bears at home. Coming off of a diff- disappointing loss last week against my Colts. 
Look for the Packers to play pissed off. The Bears are horrible. Their offense is garbage. Look for them to easily win. Just money line parlays. Seems easy enough. Tricky number on the over-under right now I'm staring at. New Orleans at Denver, right? I'm not sure if it's supposed to snow out in Denver, but it is 43 and a half. Is that because Taysom Hill's? Got the reins and Drew Locke has been Taysom horrible. Hill can, or what? He can, he can still score. He, he can throw, throw, that's he can a, throw pass a BYU kid, huh? That's <laughs> not a bad defense in Denver. 43 and a half. I have seen Taysom Hill in person sling the ball. And when I say that, I mean the Hail Mary against Nebraska. I was in the stadium. Fuck you, Taysom. But you can't sling the football. Uh, that's weird. It, it has to snow. It's a low dude. number. I think. Well, last I, week, I think what is it, Big 12? The defense or the Dolphins game last week was at 20, 20 to 10. So, I mean, it's not bad. Unreasonable for I'm Broncos. just saying. That's what I'm saying. Is like, do they really not think Taysom's going to score, or are they like, what are they really I, in expect? the cold? Dude can the run Saints, too. Saints aren't a cold team, so who know? I don't know what the weather is going to be, but yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, the Drew Brees out of the dome thing's not going to matter here. Yeah. All right, we gave you a lot of information, a lot of winners. We hope uh, we're so back this week. Tail us, we're so back. This is our week. Had a tough couple of weeks the last two weeks, actually exactly two weeks, but we're back to being hot. I promise you. Book these bets. We appreciate you joining us on the It's Just Money podcast. Again, presented by Two Brothers North, the premier guiding and duck hunting clothing brand in the Missouri River, on the Missouri River, for the duck hunter. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you next week. Juices. Happy Thanksgiving. Glory to you over royalty.